The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. August 5th, 2020, Wednesday Night Wars, Dynamite on uh, TNT, NXT on USA. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. That's my name, I'm pretty sure. Here with Matt Morgan and Justin Labar to talk about everything tonight. Solid two hours on both fronts. I feel like both shows were just uh, jam-packed with action. I wish these were on different nights. I really yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to watch them both live. I mean, it's uh, the two hours flies by because there's just so much happening. I would do anything to replace, I'm being dead serious, replace Raw and SmackDown, even though SmackDown's getting good, with both of these shows. I would do it like that. Yeah. I mean, compared to the shit show that was Raw this past Monday night, NXT would be uh, a vacation. <laughs> yep. <sighs> so, a lot to hop into. Uh, we should get right into it. I mean, there's, there's some stuff yep. to be critical of, sure. We've got some news stories as well. Uh, people today talking about AEW heels, talking about the start of their women's tag tournament that's on YouTube. So what did you think of them starting with a 10-man tag tonight? 12-man. 12-man, um, pardon me. I know that you, they, the men keep multiplying at AEW. The more, I thought, the more it, was, I thought it was smart. because I thought it was smart because it started with all their main, like the main demographic that likes this show loves the, being the elite talent. And that's yeah. what they displayed. So I thought that was smart. Yeah, we had Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, the Young Bucks, and FTR versus the Dark Order. Yeah, I wasn't looking forward to this going into it because I, I'm not traditionally a fan of 810 or 12 man tags. So I thought this was just going to be a convoluted mess, but this surprised me. The fact that they they did things like FTR goes out with a, with an injury and Page is gone for minutes, and now it's like a six on three power play essentially. And yeah. I like I like the story that was there of the Dark Order with numbers and the, the resiliency of the Bucks. Um, yeah. And overall, Dark Order gets a win, which they need. They look dominant. They look you know good. They're standing tall. And then also, you can now foreshadow potentially a reason for there to be tension between FTR and the Bucks. The fact that FTR you know couldn't hang and got hurt and left the Bucks high and dry. So I thought this surprised me and was actually a really good opener. All things uh, when they wrapped it up. It was solid. I think this was better than the other uh, multi-man tag matches they've had. Definitely there was a lot more to watch, but I think um, it's tough, right? I mean, were there any particular stakes here? But like you said, I mean, this is their top guys. It's a chance to get them all on screen at once. Um, yeah. I just wish these things meant something a bit more. There were stakes. Dark Order, who everybody clowns all the time, including this guy, um, <laughs> gets, gets an important win. Um, the young bucks got to fight from underneath a six to three stake situation, right? Like ultimate baby faces should be put in those situations. Um, 
Now, granted, when it comes to FTR and the Young Bucks, I do think the Young Bucks still don't. When they do the whole handshake stuff from time to time and like, like biting their tongue to like shake their hands from time to time, it's 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 tough to buy into that. Matt, remember at the end of youth soccer. Remember at the end of youth soccer, two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? You had to go and slap hands and say, "Good game, good game, fuck you, good game, good game, you suck, good game, good game." While you're going down the you're line, you're cool. You're yeah. cool. <laughs> it's a lot like that. Do you guys have any more oranges left? That's what I say during those. <laughs> Big man's got to eat. <laughs> There's something about being on damp grass that just makes orange slices taste so much better. You guys suck. Now, <laughs> you guys suck. Now go have your Capri Sun in your in your snack pack. I mean, I used to always ask, "Would you finish all your oranges?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, that's what the sportsmanship is like when the Bucks and FTR are shaking hands. It's, it's, it's when FTR does it. I believe it. I hate this because I love the Young Bucks. They're my friends, but I don't buy it when they're doing it. It looks like bad acting sometimes. I hate saying that, but I don't care because the ring work and the match between those two tag teams is going to be astronomically good. So I don't care. I'll take it. So the Dark Order to get a win that does help them look a little more credible. It does. Did you see my guy I was telling you about, the short one on that team, John Silver? Uh, They were calling him out in commentary a few times. He is my favorite. You have to watch him on Being the Elite on YouTube series. He's hilarious. Fans, back me up here that watch Being the Elite. Is John Silver not undercover hilarious on the Being the Elite series? Crickets. 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 <laughs> we, have to wait for the, we have to wait for the comments to come in. Yeah. Um, this is Moxley promo building things up for his main event with Darby Allen. They've wrestled before. Uh, in fact, they had a great match uh, around this time last year before AEW Weekly TV started uh, on, in an indie promotion. Um, I think that – what did you think of the intensity of this? I feel that Moxley sees Darby as like a younger brother, so it's hard to, to believe that this is um, like a really heated rivalry, even though their match was surprisingly intense. I guess when I watch AEW, and, and this is should display what a homer I am, I guess – I'm able, and this isn't fair because I called WWE out for it all the time. I'm okay. I can't believe I'm saying this next sentence, but I'm going to say it. I'm okay. Really have to suspend my disbelief to buy a lot of these storylines with the layers they try to put in there. Like, I don't buy for one second. John Moxley, Darby Allen, he thinks he's his little brother kind of a deal. Um, I don't care, though, either. I just care when the bell rings, what action am I going to see? That's the complete antithesis of how I grew up as a wrestler myself and how I was trained to entertain people. And two, how I've always watched WWE for years. I wanted to know about the characters. I wanted to know about the storylines. And AEW, for whatever reason, I don't care as much because, I don't know, is it because I'm a homer? Or is it because I know like the in-ring work is insanely good, therefore I'm entertained by it? See, Glenn, that goes to show you the difference of interpretation that is the art that is pro wrestling because I feel the same thing on the sense of, like, yeah, it feels like Moxley kind of, like, looks at Darby as, like, his little brother, but I buy into it. And then when I watch the match, which we'll get to, I buy into the intensity. I buy into the intensity almost like that's his little brother, so he's going to go even harder on him 
almost out of sense of love, like a, like a, a sadistic love of like I'm going to teach you an effing lesson, uh, or I'm going to toughen you up. Like you know what I mean? So like I don't know. Actually, the, the dynamic actually worked for yeah. me. Cool. I, I, I dug what happened tonight. And I like more of that dynamic, a little more Batman and Robin sort of, you know, explaining like, this is why we don't do certain things. This is why it is. And have Darby almost resent uh, Moxley for trying to uh, rein him in too much, you know? Right. Uh, even tonight with his uh, ending, the the promo was saying, you know, it's time to stay down, stay down. But I know you're not going to listen because I wouldn't. Um, there's something there. I think this is something that could be developed a lot more between them. And I could see them really having a good feud if they had a stronger alliance for a period of time and then come down to a good uh, singles feud, sort of mentor versus student. It doesn't even need a title involved. I think uh, well, let me a very, ask you very strong but, but, story. Let me ask you this, though, Glenn. Don't you think it makes Darby Allen more important, though? Because I, I know they're, they're going here very fast because there yeah. hasn't been a backstory between them that's been very long. Oh, man, they've already wrestled. What are you talking about? That doesn't mean anything. Mm. I mean an actual story month month, 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 month buildup of a storyline between these two. Um, yeah. But I'll argue Darby Allen was not feeling very important. He did tonight. Yeah. The world champion was basically saying this is the younger version of me, which makes Darby Allen big time. Mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, just when you think about this, I feel like with Darby, it's kind of inconsistent, right? I mean, they show these vignettes. Kind of. looks like, well, he looks like a superstar when they show the vignettes. Even the Very skateboarding sets and stuff there. They let him have these matches where he takes himself to the limit and he just, even when he loses, he looks strong. But then sometimes they just book him in spots where he's getting pinned and he's almost like an afterthought, you know? Yeah, it's been inconsistent, certainly. the Just the what they've had to deal with. with um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's been, there is inconsistency, yes. I think the biggest problem that I end up having with Darby, I think he looks like a superstar in the, in, in the crazy-ass uh, vignettes. Uh, obviously, his his... The look, the tattoos, the face paint, that's badass. But then when you put him side by side with a Moxley, and you know, Moxley is a middle of the road guy size wise. Moxley's not a big guy. He's 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 kind of just average. He's I just call him middle. But even when Darby's standing next to him, Darby looks so he's just so much skinnier. He's just he just doesn't have the same build. And I think that's always like and I know he tries to overcompensate for that with the violence and the aggression. And to the point it 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 does work. But that's yeah. what I think is always gonna hold Darby. If if Darby Allen never reaches what we feel is the full potential in his pro wrestling career. I think it's just going to be the size thing. Like like Jeff Hardy was a small guy, especially coming up through the attitude era. Jeff Hardy was a small guy, but 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 even Jeff looked even Jeff it was bigger than what Darby. You know what I mean? It's like Darby's just really really small. And again, he he tries to overcompensate for it and a lot of times he does the job with the crazy shit that he does, but I think that's going to be the one thing he's never going to be over he that he's got to try to overcome is just the natural size, lack of size he has. You know, guys, is lack of size what? holding you back in oh, areas God. where it counts? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I just I couldn't resist that tonight. We have too much to cover. We'll we'll get to a blue chew ad uh, on another show. Just too teed up for me there. Uh, so, best friends versus Santana and. Do Orton. you need to overcompensate with aggression? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna over I'm gonna overcompensate with this match. This was the shit. I did not like it. Which yeah. match? Best friends Santana versus Santana and Ortiz, Ortiz versus best oh, friends. Yeah, too long. Didn't like it. Don't care. I don't the care minivan. about best friends. I don't Their mom's care. It's, oh, isn't that funny? Ha ha ha. Isn't that so hilarious? I also don't uh, care I'm about go- Santa. I, I, I'm gonna rush out right now and buy his t shirt because of that. I am. I'm gonna go buy it. Are you kidding me? Come on. 
No. Yeah, yeah, and I also don't care about Santana <laughs> Ortiz. And I know that I know that they're trying to get a rub with them like, being inner circle, but I don't really get into them. I just don't. I do like them actually. I just even tonight. That's how much I cannot stand best friends that they were actually able to minus and subtract from my fandom of, you know, Santana and Ortiz. Yeah. Uh, name Ro- oh. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Uh, uh, name and Buck 99 super chat. Matt, who had a better stutter in WWE, you or Bubba? Bubba, because you, Devon could smack him on the back to make him stop. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't have that. <laughs> you ever wanted to just try that and hit yourself on the back of the head to spit out the words? No, because then I would be like identic- identically just copying them. No. Yeah, no. Uh, so, best friends won that match via pinfall. Oh, but later that minivan. Uh, let's talk about the high point that followed this, though. MJF's campaign headquarters. MJF uh, talking about shipping posters out all out from over the world. He got some gum from his coworkers. He hates the gum. He fires them. Posters aren't being <laughs> hung up straight. Uh, says, so what if Alan wins tonight? Oh, 125-pound emo kid. Yeah, that would suck to have to wrestle him. MJF, this <laughs> was probably one of the best things you're going to see on TV this week on any network. So was his promo last week. Listen yeah. to me. He, in my opinion... He's the best in the business right now. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. He is the best in the business. His ring work is is very good. Not just okay. It's very good. Watch his match versus Jungle Boy if you all don't believe me. For those of you that like high spots and super athletic stuff, watch his match versus uh, uh, Jungle Boy. Um, his promos are untouchable. There's no one in the business that can touch him on the microphone. That includes everyone in AEW and WWE. I mean, dead serious. He right now is my number one favorite wrestler in the business by right. far. All right, Matt. I think we're exactly to the day one month away from when he's going to have his title match against Moxley. I know we'll make predictions. We get closer, but you're outside one month away predictions. MJF become champion. Brother, I would have normally any other time said there's no way they're going to take the belt off Moxley. But there cannot be this stupid to see this gold mine in MJF, which he's he called a spade a spade. He's correct. He's the future of that company. For the next 20 years, if he decides to wrestle that long, I'll say, okay, um, to make him lose. That is stupid. If Moxley loses the belt, no big deal. If this guy, if MJF, the future of your company, all right, this dude is a, an all, all but a mint to print money. He really is. I'm being dead serious. Why would you not have him win? It makes no sense not to win. He's on fire. He has no weaknesses. He's the only heel who takes his bit seriously enough to take it home with him, on social media with him, at airports with him, at autograph signings with him. You reward that. So I hope other wrestlers and other federations see the same thing and say, hmm, maybe I should start taking this a little bit more seriously. And protect. I know kayfabe Kayfabe is dead. I get it. Uh, I get it. But come on. Tell me you all out there watching this are not incredibly entertained by how far he's willing to go protect K-Fade. I am. And I agree with that, Matt. And but here's and here's what I dislike about the hypocrisy where AEW gets favoritism is that MJF does that. He does it great. He never breaks his character on all the things you said, meet and greet, social media. There's another guy in WWE that does it, and people go, oh, no, it's just that go-away X-Pucky, and that's Baron Corbin. Corbin. Yeah. And yeah. Baron Corbin, okay. you know, Baron Corbin's not as good of a talker as MJF, but Baron Corbin still gets the heat he's supposed to get, and he still holds yeah. on to his character. 
And to be fair, if we're really ranking heels here, I mean, MJF does everything possible to make you hate him. He does. Um, but he's so damn good at his craft. Most wrestling fans that get it to work and whatnot, they respect how good he is. Whereas Corbin doesn't have that fact yet. He doesn't have that about him. There is a bit about him that's annoying. Like, he's taller, he's bigger. He's not. He can't keep up sometimes when there's that fast-paced action going on. Nor should he, because he's a big man. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. I see. No, I think. I think. Cor- I think. Cor- I think Corbin's improved so much in the ring physically. I think the things that he, I think he has. the spot that he does when he slides out under the bottom rope, goes around the ring post corner, comes back comes in, in and close. Yeah, and that that takes a lot yeah. to do that with 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 everybody that he does it against. True. True. But, but he's no MJF. MJF. Numero uno. Yeah, it's just it's firing on all cylinders from Jeff right now. And I think they'd be smart to put so the title bad. on him. I think with Moxley without having an audience there, I think um Moxley's title reign has not been all it can be. But MJF doesn't need an audience. I'm not trying to be a jerk. Could you but but like does 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 Moxley really need the world title? He doesn't. Now well, I will argue, yeah. can you imagine MJF as the champion? We'll never hear him shut up. And that's what I want to watch. Yeah. Colt Cohn saying five dollars uh, super chat saying it would help AEW tremendously in the ratings to have an underdog face like Darby chasing a heel champion as well like MJF. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I, thank you. I agree. Thank you to Dustin Eck for the five dollars super chat. Nothing to say, just here's some money. We appreciate Wait, what? That's Raj, a print. Raj likes it that way. Give me money and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, Matt Hardy out there cutting a promo. This was kind of different tonight, right? Just Matt was out it, there. Was this Matthew Hardy? This is Matthew. Oh, pardon me, Matt. Oh, good job, Matthias. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Sammy Guevara came out. Sammy hit him uh, with the chair. Matt bled quite a bit. And Guevara this was good. It back. Yeah, what it needed to be. This was. Yes, it was. Sammy needed needs to show that mean streak. And this was very good for his character. I love this. Yeah, this was good for Sammy. Brutal, and Sammy. let's give some let's let's give some props to old man Matthew. He takes yeah. the chair. He takes the chair straight to the forehead the hard way. Begins to gush, and it's just and, and it still manages to lay there and take that to set up for Sammy with that freaking ridiculous flip cannonball into the into Hardy. But that Matt, like Matt, that was that was an extreme there for the forty something so, year old. I'm I'm gonna be the worst of the three of us to say it because I've had uh, 20 registered concussions, legit, um, since I started keeping track of them. I wish they went a different route to get there. Um, there's a million other routes they could have gotten for Matt to get color, um, you know. But that's his decision he made, right? To be fair, I don't know if that was the intention. If you watch it, 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 it like it always just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. I don't know if that was the intention. I mean, it certainly, as color always does, makes it look better. But I don't know if they were going for that. And I'm not scolding them for that. Like others will be like, don't they know what we know about? I, I get that. Matt gets that. <laughs> Matt's not. Matt's not Matt, Matt Hardy's not stupid. He's incredibly intelligent. So if that's the you know risk he's willing to take, that's on him to take it. I'm not crapping on him for it. I'm just saying there are other avenues they could have explored to get to that. But the same token, what did I just say earlier? This was amazingly done well for Sammy to show a mean streak and get yeah. to that fifth gear as a heel. He has been desperately needing to get to. He was getting there, and then he'd take time off from TV for a while. But like he, until now, has been this 
great, I think, future heel. I think everybody thinks that, not just me. I'm not alone in that. But who's, who's incredibly athletic. He's got a great physique on him. You could Everyone could see the dollar signs in him in the future. Um, he's needed this layer, though. This serious, Sammy, don't F with me. This is what happens when you screw with me. Guevara. And this was good. I liked it. And by the way, the reason I, to fans wonder, the reason I say I don't think that it was intentional for him to get the color is because that then took the headline focus of the segment when I think they wanted the headline of the, of the segment to be the final thing you saw, which was that crazy-ass dive that and flip that Sammy did. So that's why I don't think that they were intending for color. Because, ah. because Matthew would have, Matthew Hardy would have been the first one in his veteran mind to say, no, I shouldn't bleed because we want mm. Sammy's ah. move to look to be what we're to be the, to be but, the big deal here. Why, but why are you talking more about the color versus like, because that's easy. That's not a big deal to get color. I, I'm, I'm just talking about in general about the fact that he whacked him in the head with it. Yeah, the hard way. I mean, just a straight edge of the chair. I mean, so it was one of the old-fashioned ECW. Sammy just threw that chair right at Matt's forehead, and like you could see the edge of it just caught him the wrong way. So the, the lip did. And to, be, and to be fair, it is damn sure impossible to predict a chest pass or throwing a chair like that mm-hmm. and hope for the best. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, so, so I don't know. And again, this is not, I want to be clear, this is not them taking a chair going, well, bam, to Matt's forehead. There's a big difference between the two. Mm-hmm. No, agreed. Uh, I loved it. We, I love this. Just want to be clear. <laughs> we had Cody with Matt Cardona making his AEW in-ring debut versus Alex Reynolds and John Silver tonight. Go John Silver. <laughs> not, not Matt Cardona, not... The, the redemption of uh, Long Island Ice Z. Everyone's talking about John Silver. I love John Silver. No, but listen, um, I'm happy for my boy Matt. He's uh, going to be feeling himself out to who he really is. This is going to take time. This is going to take a while, I think, because Zach grew up. Zach, I always will call him Zach. Sorry, Matt's who grew up a huge wrestling fan. He's been playing this persona for so many years. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not just going to be the switch he hits overnight and ta-da, here's this new character. This is going to take time. But because we all love him, you know what I mean? We know what a fan, how much work he's put into this. Fans are going to be willing to go along on the ride and, and see what develops. I'm telling you right now, he's going to figure something out with who he is and put it all out there one day. And I'm interested to see that because, you know, Zach Ryder. It's 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 a very just it's a first and a last name. It's not a, it's not a crazy wrestling name, but he may he may he turned something as generic as Zach Ryder into something that was so big and so deep and had so many layers and a and a, and a, and a YouTube series and all this stuff. So I'll be interested to see how he reinvents how he reinvents and makes what what he makes Matt Cardona out of. Do you, you know, guys like that's think what I want to see with former WWE talents? It's almost a mistake how quickly they debut other places because it seems like the pop is, well, I know that guy from WWE and now he's with this company and who, what's he going to say? What thinly veiled references is he going to make about Vince or triple H or like just showing up is enough. Whereas uh, maybe they took a little time out, really developed a new character, came in, had something to say. Do you think that would be almost better in the long run? Well, how would they get the exposure to do that though? They need to be Mm. on the show, right? To show that new character eventually. So I, I don't I don't know. I see what you're saying. Like are you saying like through vignettes or something? What do you mean? Yeah, well, I think the surprise is good, but I'm saying that okay, Brody at least showed up as a character, the leader of the Dark Order, right? But still he was doing the Mr. McMahon stuff. That was probably the best example of uh having it both ways. 
we get to get the WWE e, the former WWE heat pop, and we get a little something new. Right. Um, but right. Impact used to do this all the time. Like they would just show up on Impact, make some thinly veiled. Even you did it. Like showed up, I made a thinly veiled reference to WWE. You know, and then you're yeah. off and running. But if your natural personality isn't getting you over, like you're really coasting on people's love for you. And with uh, Matt Cardona, there's a lot of love there. But like we're talking about, he has the potential to do something. I hope that when this short-term booking of AEW is over, he goes away and comes back with something that's going to be his new thing and show his real potential, not just, oh, hey, it's that guy. Well, Glenn, to be fair, Glenn, to be fair, if this wasn't a pandemic and, and all the indies and everything were still running, I think that when he gets let, you know, and, and I guess if there's a pandemic, maybe he doesn't even get let go by WWE. But let's say that he does. Let's say WWE says, okay, we're, we're, we're done with this guy. I think he would have definitely worked the indie circuit for a while, made all that great money he could have got headlining all the merch, all, you know, every, all that stuff, all, all the trans being paid for. And then he would have resurfaced on TV like an AEW. But it, because there is no other indies and because AEW, you, I think that's why he went so fast. So you missed the main meat and potatoes of that, though, Justin. He would have done it on the indies with a new, fresh character that I think he would have gotten over. So by the right. time he got to AEW, this new character would already be settled in with many of the viewers' eyes. That's what I'm saying. He, he doesn't have that opportunity to do that, so he just jumped hmm. right in. You know, that's what I mean. Okay. If, if, he, if he would have had the indies, he would have got to do exactly that. We would have been talking about it on Wrestling Inc. for a year. When's he going to pop up on TV next? You know, But... As a new character, yeah. James Young, two dollars super chat. Who wins bigger, MJF twenty twenty or uh, Morgan in Seminole County? MJF. <laughs> <laughs> MJF for sure. Uh, That's what a big fan I am. How about that? Well, I, I, just, I just agreed to do the job to him. <laughs> I think there'd be a great segment if MJF uh, has a segment with Matt Morgan and he's trying to he's trying to learn politics uh, in the state of Florida and he's 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 picking Matt's brain and then shut and has Warlow shut Matt down. I think there's a I think there's something there. That'd be hilarious. He kicks me out of my own office. Kind of, I would <laughs> I would do that in a heartbeat. Uh, wrestling enthusiast Buck ninety nine Matt, can you break down Xbox heat overused word? Oh, uh, wrestling enthusiast, you have to know what this means, right? Well, he wants a breakdown. Uh, a breakdown of it is is that when when Xbox came on, uh, like on MTV Sunday Night Heat, I recall, mm. and like other parts, every once in a while on Raw there for a minute, when he would come on, people were like, "Oh, click," and therefore therein lies the heat. Um, also, people would boo, but. The thought behind it was they weren't really booing him as a character. They're booing him with go away heat. Like, yeah. dude, get off my TV. Get out of the – why are you even on the card? That is what it's described as. Now, I want to be very clear about something. I've always been a mark for Xbox. I thought he was incredibly underrated. I thought he was a huge part of DX in making DX cool when Hunter I did not think was cool whatsoever. I thought Road Dog and Xbox gave – hunter somewhat cool guy heat uh between the promos and what they're they represented um i always thought but yeah. um i disagreed with xbox heat to be very clear um i thought he did a very good job he's one of the very i think the most influential cruiserweights of all time i really wow. sincerely mean that i really do think he's the most influential cruiserweight maybe with justin Th people can say justin Th in their liger as well 
people could throw others in there, but I'm telling you, I think X-Pac was the first as the one, two, three kids. So wow. got to respect that. I think the world of them. And I, well, I hate the name X-Pac heat, but I hate that. I hate the concept of go away heat, Matt, because to me, if you That's, really want, if you really want some, if, if you really dislike somebody where you want them to go away, get up and go to the bathroom, get up and get a drink. So don't, here, even, so don't even give them the energy. That's what they want. Here's the thing. But here's the thing. They're not giving them heat. Like, I hate you so much. Boo. They're saying, "Ugh, I paid 17 or whatever it costs. <laughs> and this guy's coming out. Oh, we got ripped off, hon. Let's go. You know, that's not good heat. But that's to not me, a villain heat. But to me, that's just that's just an excuse for somebody who doesn't like the fact they got worked. That's what I always think that is. It's somebody who thinks they're smarter than it and like, this guy's not an effective heel. He doesn't do this move, this move, and this move. I want him there to go away. That. I just don't believe in it. I just don't believe in it. I don't know. Uh, I think it's people uh, that have worked themselves. They've worked them they've out they've they've, they've outsmarted themselves, is what I think it is. I, I think ratings will would prove it if we're talking about specific talents to look up what their quarter hour numbers do when they're on. I don't know. There's a difference. Let's let's take like roasts, for instance, like the Friars Club roast. There's a difference between Gilbert Gottfried, who will go up there and tell like a really filthy story. And that's a shtick is that he's trying to offend you. He's trying to push your buttons. It is annoying. He knows and it's annoying. Somebody and who gets up and bombs. When they let Mike the Situation go up at that uh, roast the Justin Bieber roast, when the situation tried to do uh, roast jokes, like Justin, did that crowd get worked? Like, uh, was no. that the point? They were supposed they to be wanted their money back. They wanted their money yeah. back. And it was a free event. They were all there by invitation. Um, but that's the thing. It's like there's uncomfortable situations, and then there's, uh, I hate this person, but that's the character, you know? All right. Too much time on this. Next. Bobby Lucas, $5, saying money feud for the title. Darby versus MJF. Absolutely. Um, and uh, Vape Ross Vape, $2, saying silver, as JR would say, maximized his minutes tonight. Guys, tell me you don't watch Being the Elite. Seriously, has anybody chimed in on this, on how funny silver is on this? No, oh, people are. People are mentioning it. They're fans. He is so funny on it. You have to watch it. Hmm. Um, so after this tonight, Cody and Matt winning via pinfall, um, setting up something with Scorpio Sky, looking at Cody's title. So I'm sure that'll happen for the TNT title it next is. week. Yep. Yeah, they announced it. Yeah, it, they did. And for folks to keep a score at home on uh, Dark that these two guys don't watch, but I do, um, <clears throat> Scorpio Sky cut a great, great promo. A very real promo. I'm feeling overlooked, sick of waiting. What else do I have to do? He looks the part how he is the part type of promo. And uh, did an amazing job. I suggest everyone check it out on YouTube. Uh, last night's episode of Dark uh, for Scorpio Sky. And I hope he gets his just due finally. This dude has been busting his ass for many years. And I hope he gets something out of this. And Joey Adorjan in the chat is saying, yes, Silver is. Other people, fans of uh, being the elite. Uh, Joe B saying, Silver is money, pun intended. So there you go. Benny Leany, Silver's great on the elite. Yes. Um, so the debate tonight, Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy with Eric Bischoff as moderator. I thought that was cool. Bischoff was there. Yeah. I mean, I, I marked out for that. 
I think this was one of the best segments on AEW Dynamite ever. Really? Yes. I, I thought everything that you could take from it, you know, a little cool nugget for wrestling fans of Eric Bischoff being on TNT for the first time in yes. 20 years. Absolutely. Um, I love Jericho that. getting frustrated. The, yeah, the, 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 the debate, you know, the debate thing, you know, sort of sure when an election year, the way they had it set up, they did, you know, Jericho was money roasting, roasting Orange Cassidy, you know, talking, you know, if we were in high school, I would have done this to you. Uh, you know, Orange Cassidy's real name is, is Jim. He says, you're, you're going to be Jamba. You're going to be Jim working at Jamba Juice when I get through with you again and all this stuff. And then we get the random political question on global warming and they pull the Frank the Tank from old school where yeah. Orange Cassidy explodes, has a great answer. And then and then finally, Orange Cassidy, you know. What he said was after the, the the comedy stuff. What he said was perfect. This is the biggest match for you, Chris Jericho, because you're gonna lose. What if you lose to the guy who puts his hands in his pocket? Like it, yeah, it, it, this it was whole weird. Thing, this well, no, it wasn't weird. This whole thing managed to keep Orange Cassidy's comedy character alive and well, and with some of the best comedy, while simultaneously made him sound like a badass who's like, "I'm in your head," like. This was, I don't know, I thought this was just, like I said, this was one of the best segments AEW Dynamite I think has ever done. And, and also very funny to see Eric Bischoff having to pretend that he cares. Uh, he, he's like, yes, global warming is a very big problem, which if you follow Eric's politics, it makes it funny. Um, doesn't believe, he doesn't believe in it. That's why it's funny. <laughs> right. It's kind of like a little inside joke there. So, but um, I, no, I think this is great. Great stuff. So, I agree with you about most of it. I thought the global warming thing, just Orange Cassidy sounded a little like he was reading off a prompter or trying well, to... Well, he was. It. I mean, he was. Oh, the, the, for it, sure. Hello? You think he really was pontificating? Right. Like, yeah, but I'm just saying, thoughts? like... But that's... That's what makes it funny. Joke. Is it? He has his glasses on and he's reading... I mean, I, you know, yeah, he's reading this card <laughs> on the podium. Um, but... Okay, so I liked when Orange Cassidy spoke from the heart there, but it was interesting to right. me when you think about what his character is and then he he to me he became like daniel bryan for a minute uh and just cutting this really like heartfelt underdog promo yeah. uh against jericho not building himself up like that was the part to me that was this was almost next level for anyone that thinks that orange cassidy is like a one note physical comedy character with like just sort of the slacker shtick like it's actually yes. really brilliant to think about it um it's just it's a different turn like it's another a sh another shade of orange, as it were, to have this idea that he could do uh, something so eloquent wah, and cerebral. Oh, uh, uh, shade of orange! Oh, Glenn, Glenn, you really? How long did you think about that one? <laughs> uh, that's just what popped into my mind. Another Top shade of, of your head. Yes. That was pretty good, shade of orange. Um, you're right, though. As far as answering, and I was one of them. That is this all he can do? One dimensional character, which I'm generally always entertained by. Yeah, not a bad just, thing. Right. But um, still, it has a shelf life. Mm -hmm. um, so the glimpses I dug, I like that. Uh, Nelson Buck 99 Super Chat saying, just wanted to say that Labar's vertical bricks bother me. <laughs> oh my God. This is a great, you know what? That's a great call out because, yeah, why do they go that way? Because well, huh? first off, not let's not break the illusion here, gentlemen. Let's, but uh, if we're gonna yes, do it, let's break it. What else you got back there? It's not real brick. It is a fake background panel. Oh. But the problem is, is it is the panel is twelve feet tall. If I was to stand it up vertical, and the ceiling in here is not twelve feet, so the only way wow. to keep it is I got to turn it sideways. All right, really quick, do us all a huge like uh, bonus bonus cut here, folks. Take your camera like that, and then go like that. Please, 
I, I will. There's just a lot of extra uh, stuff in here. Yes, we want to see. We want to see. We want to see. Well, well no, it's just like. Keep going, yeah, keep going. Some of the chairs and stuff. There's a closet over there. I'm not going all the way cool. around. Cool. <laughs> okay, okay. But that was good. I'll take that. Keep going the other way. Come on. Just, I don't ask for myself. Keep going. One more. One more. A little bit more. A window and a bed. All right. Very cool. Uh, I'm in so my truck. I can't say anything here, brother. <laughs> I'm at B, uh, super chat saying I missed the attitude there. When All right, take, take your camera and go walk around the street. Let's see your, let's see your surroundings. Is there uh, any really doubt where I'm at right now? Come on. God. Uh, Sumit B saying, I missed the attitude error when title matches on shows were must-see moments. I feel title changes have now become too consistent. You can always, almost always predict when a title will change hands. Um, yeah. I think. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I felt tonight just, it wasn't happening, but I wouldn't have been upset if it were. And I'll argue in the Attitude Era, this title would not have switched hands tonight. Yeah. Jeff Hardy was not going to be Stone Cold for the title. No. Jonathan Prado, 499, saying, wasn't sure if MJF was ready for the belt, but tonight showed young stars like him and Darby can hold their own in carrying a company into the future. Absolutely. Here, Okay, really quick, just to piggyback on that. You got to remember the biggest part of this, though, guys. It's the ability to draw that mainstream viewer into watch the show because that's the only thing that's going to increase the number. All right. Um, so to do like we all see that all of us wrestling fans love these guys. Um, but I do think MJF does possess that ability for what it's worth. I don't think Darby does it yet. You know what I mean? If Darby was a world champion, do you really do you know what I mean? I think MJF yeah. could. I think you could send MJF on any talk show. And not only will he hold his own, he would run that show. Oh, absolutely. In fact, they should have him out doing media uh, yes. and charity appearances. I want to see him going to do charity reaction. appearances. Yeah. I, th- I think it it would be... Uh, It'd be hilarious. Yeah, it would something. be so funny. Uh, Dustin Eck saying, best friend segment on being the elite killing Colton thought they killed Cutler was hella funny. Was that on this most okay. recent episode? Yes, that was funny for the record. Yes, it was. Justin Lopez, $10, saying, man, the WWE marks were hating on Bischoff being on AEW. I saw comments saying, why is this acceptable? And Shane on Raw was a problem. This was a one-off, and Shane is sticking around. If Bischoff had come out, out tonight to introduce AEW <clears throat> Underground, I would have popped yeah, for that. Yeah, big difference. Such a big difference. Yeah, I think this was a very good use of Eric Bischoff. Yeah, it was. And it shows uh, the ability he could work for a different company. Uh, Leon's Duncan, $2, saying, why should I care about the inner circle? They lose so much. I thought that was Intercontinental Championship. Me too. Me too. Because I'll agree with that. But the inner circle, they, I like the inner circle with Sammy. Without Sammy, they were kind of boring. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. I got, I got tabs. I got tabs open. Um, so... After the debate uh, where they uh, had a face-off, of course, with Hager and Jericho attacking Cassidy, best friends chasing them away. I like Jericho putting his hands, putting Cassidy's hands in his pocket. That was kind of a good, or pardon me, Hager putting uh, his hands, then Drew's effect. Uh, It was a good ending to that. I I think Cassidy's going to win this match next week against Jericho. No way. No, I I think so. I think I think so. I think it, it'll it'll be it'll be a funny finny finish, but I think he's gonna win. Yeah, well, eh, maybe. 
So, uh, Britt Baker chose someone to face Big Swole, and it was Reba. This was the women's match tonight. She did a great job. For what, for, what the, for what this supposed to be, she did a great job, like, you know, acting disoriented and getting a little excited when she got a little bit of offense. And this was, but this was exactly what it's supposed to be. It was supposed to be a quick, you know, sacrifice and Big Swole still coming for, for the role model. I yeah. wish they waited longer for Rebby. I wish they played this out a little bit longer. I, I like her. I think they could do more with her if they continue the storyline. But this is what a really jerky, villainous, um, tyrannical boss would do, though, right? And totally push their you know, minion out in front of the, the moving train, if you will. So, <laughs> I mean, that is what she did. She's she's really she's really coming into her own. She's been coming into her own for what it's worth. I just the tag team tournament is on YouTube, and this was like the one women segment tonight on AEW Dynamite. Uh, okay. Okay. No, I mean just uh, I don't know. It just feels like like they really don't have it together. Their priorities. Uh, what do you mean they're women's tag team tournament on do a vignette okay if it's only on youtube why not show us some highlights from the first matches that happened why not build it up build excitement promote it well why would you want to take your viewers off of tv to go to youtube they put they talk about they talk about aw dark all the time but glenn you're talking about where's your priorities if you, you have to go with what your weapons are and let, we've talked about it. AEW's, especially when you pull, hold it side by side at NXT, they don't have the depth and talent of women. So, Wish you know, they we, we, you know, they, they, you know, we we saw Nyla last week or whatever. Like, you know, so so we're seeing some of the better stuff, which is Brit and, and Big Swole. But like, I, I don't think they should try to match NXT and do as many women's segments as NXT or SmackDown when if they don't have as much talent of uh, and stories to do for it. So, and here's the and here's the thing: you don't want to do it, Glenn. We've had this conversation before, just for the sake of doing. it. Then exactly. that's gimmicky. It's not authentic. Yes. And if we're really being honest here and we really want women to have a chance in this, then we've got to be able to praise when, guess what? These women are freaking better than the dudes are. Just watch NXT for proof. Okay? Mm-hmm. But AEW doesn't have it like that. They have a couple. They have a few that are. Um, but that's not the girl's fault either. That's the booking and giving us more layered storylines and character uh, definition to make us give a crap about them like we do the NXT women's division. They've done such a good job making yeah. us care about those women in that damn division of NXT. They have. I, I, I think, I do think, though, just they could have done something um, where maybe just focus on the women that are under contract to AEW, um, whether it's a promo, you know, whether it's more Nyla. Nyla should be on my TV every week. She should never not be on my TV, in my opinion. Well, and let me do a counterpoint to that. I don't think it would be a bad idea. Absence making the heart grow fonder. I don't think we need to see the young bucks, like the elite. Uh, we don't need to see the same people on TV each week. They're starting to get into a pattern of the same faces are on every single episode. If you never get a chance to miss somebody, why is it special? But if those if are the I people, but if those are the people that are that are giving you your best quarter yeah, hours of membership, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, but it's got a shelf life on it though. You need new talent. You need to keep bringing in new people or else it's going to get redundant. So, so listen, here's where it's redundant. They should have X-nayed best friends. 
about that? Okay, there you go. So uh, one thing, like, I mean, that's what I'm saying, Justin. You don't think they could have put on, taken two women's names out of a hat and put on something more interesting than the best friends, the Santana best Ortiz. friends versus Santana Ortiz. I do, and I know some people popped for the minivan. Thing. For for me, yes, I would have rather seen probably a women's man. I would have rather seen. I, I know she was on Dark this past week. I would have rather seen Avalon or uh, Abalon. Abaddon. Abaddon. Abaddon, thank you, Abalon. Um, I would rather see. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think she was on Dark. Um, I watched but, her on Dark. But yeah, there are people that popped for the freaking minivan thing. I don't. So you could have just had the minivan. The match maybe didn't need to happen. Maybe they just attacked the minivan, and we gave five minutes. For or hell, give me give me two minutes of Abaddon backstage creeping somebody out, just to build, like you said. Okay, that's how you plant the good seeds character. To build the story. Yeah, good character uh, uh, layering and yeah, yeah something. I agree with that. And this is on a day where they're hyping AEW heels, trying to make uh, women feel more included as fans of wrestling. I just think it's a little lopsided. They don't walk the huh. talk as it were. So here's my question to that: Do you not think that they think that? They think that they are by no. having an all women's YouTube show. No, mm. I, I, they've recognized that they need that they have work to do. But I think that, but that's, but Matt, like that's something from politics, right? Like, so this policy is bad. And you know, it's wrong. Well, we have a lot of work to do on that, and we're going to improve. Like, that doesn't mean anything. Like, don't say you're going to do it. Actually, do it. And I think that putting sure. this women's tournament on YouTube is. Uh, not a positive sign. Uh, Brandon Hall, $5, saying MJF and Sammy are gold and the future of AEW yes. for years to come. Thank you. Over, by the way, over uh, what? Uh, um, what's his name? It was uh, God. Terrible names. Um, come on. Skateboard guy. Darby? Darby Allen. Darby. I'll take Sammy any day of the week over uh, Darby. I love Darby. But I think Sammy is, is also part of this future right there with MJF. I do. He's awesome, Sammy. So, after Big Swole won that match versus Reba, we came to John Moxley versus Darby Allen for the AEW World Championship. How great when they got the camera angle right did Darby Allen look walking in with the Moxley mask when they shot it from that angle? That was pretty creepy and cool. Uh, you know, definitely. I'd, but did, did any of you suspend your disbelief here for one millisecond thinking he was going to win the championship? No. Or were we all hopeful this is going to be a career-making match for uh, Darby Allen? Well, guess what? He's already had it versus, uh, uh, what's his name, um, Cody and others. I, he's I, very I, good. He's just he's not, he's not going to be a champion. I'm sorry. No, I mean, it's clear they're building to MJF versus, versus Moxley. I will say, I never believed or thought that Darby's going to win, but to their credit, there was one false finish. With about with like ninety yeah. seconds to go, there was one false finish that they just timed it so well. I mean, it was the last second that Moxley kicked out, and uh, uh, there was one false finish. And I was like, but otherwise, no, you don't believe it. That I mean, Moxley's going to to face MJF. That's just what it is. Here's what people need to realize: as your world champion, your world champion, even though Moxley hasn't been doing it, I don't know why they've been using him to do this, but it needs to be able to go on all the talk shows, needs to go on red carpet events when they do come back. That's how you need to think of your world champion. Is Darby Allen going to be doing that on his sweet skateboard? Like, right, no. Right. right. When MJ, kids, MJF could walk on the Today Show and he dominated. Oh, my God, would he? Yes. He'd, he'd cut down Jenna Bush Hager. He'd cut down Savannah. He'd cut down Al Roker. <laughs> he he would about have the his show. own. 
he'd have his own show when it was done. Right. And by so, the way, he won't he won't be showing up on the day the day show because that's NBC and NBC's with WWE. But uh, you know, he'll maybe show up somewhere else. I will repeat, he is the best thing in wrestling right now. So Moxley, uh, or not Moxley, uh, MJF and Wardlow uh, interfered. Uh, Moxley got busted open, was bleeding all over the place. Ended up winning via pinfall. This was a really intense match. Um, I thought they definitely brought it. It's interesting how they uh, kept the story going with MJF during this match. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, I'd really like to see good. Darby get something uh, out of this. Because, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think Darby and MJF are the two brightest men stars in uh, all of AEW right now. And how about they started that match with... Moxley giving a legit shoot punch to Darby, which that did bust him open in his mouth. Like that, like what a way to start that match of like setting a certain tone of like obviously it was, you know, it wasn't a it obviously it was agreed upon. It wasn't Moxley, but like that was intense. He just gave him a straight right jab right to his face. There was no working punch happening there. So uh Josh Cardenas, 499 super chat saying, Justin, could you think of any independent women's wrestlers they could bring into AEW right now? Good question. Uh, there's one. There's 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 one who uh, she works oh, yeah. here in Pittsburgh and works some other places. One called uh, Ray Lynn. Uh, Ray Lynn's got mm. some some talent. I mean, the, there's there's a I lot could. of. Go, go ahead, Matt. Angelina Love, Velvet Sky, mm. Madison Rain, Madison um, Rain. Right. Well, Matt, I mean, isn't Gail Kim? Gail Kim. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, the big, the biggest, the biggest, the biggest thing AEW doesn't have with with women, with with having too much women, is um, women that have TV experience. Women, that's that's women what's going of on. notoriety. Yeah. yeah. Sumed B super chat saying, Matt, I agree with your point on the title change, but I meant more towards the fact that the weekly show needs to have an unpredictable change once in a while instead of just the pay per views. Here's the thing with that though: this show is so new with all fresh new superstars. For the most part, other than Matt Hardy, Dean Ambrose, and uh, let's say Jericho, these are all new stars. Think mm. about it. So they haven't only been on for what a year, if that. Have they been on a year yet? So like, no, not even. How how can we say that that's predictable just yet? These are all new stars. Yes, we could. We think we could predict them for the most part. Yes, this is true. Um, but we need that right now because it's only been around for a year. You know. If the, I hope you understand what I'm saying by that. Hmm. I think it would get people talking, but uh, but that's what uh, I, th- I think it'll be the the TV title will be. It'll probably be Cody, and it'll probably be the next time they have a really hot debut. Like if someone like Rusev comes to uh, AEW, I could see that being the surprise debut and the surprise title change. Just uh, to pop a reading. Is Rusev really coming? No, but speculated. Although who knows? You know, we did find out Monday night uh, Raw the group that was attacking. The power transformer outside. Uh, sources revealed that it name of the group is Retribution. So maybe it is some oh former talent. Is it really? Ugh. That's fa- reaction. Ugh. <laughs> I think Rusev will show up in AEW, and I think he's a great pick to take Cody's title. And part of what makes me think that is because Rusev is making a big deal saying on Twitch and, and saying on his live streaming that he's done with wrestling. He's going to be a gamer now, which that's big fat carny talk for him showing up somewhere soon. Mm. So. 
He's not going to be a gamer. That's hilarious. <laughs> right? That's what's great about it. That's you pretty funny. Much- that's what he said. He goes, he goes, that's he goes, so funny. He goes, can I, he, goes, he goes, I can't be your favorite wrestler anymore. Can I be your favorite content creator? <laughs> you know Nin- Do you know how much Ninja makes live streaming? Who? Ninja. He's the top live streamer. Uh, Microsoft lured him away from Twitch with like a $35 million one-year deal to live stream on Mixer. Yeah, some of these... Some of these streamers make like millions of dollars a year just playing Fortnite on a live stream. You gotta be. I and they still get don't super get chats. Yeah. Why do kids watch others play games? I don't understand that still. Because maybe, well, see, I get frustrated. I remember, remember when you're a kid and like you have to wait your turn for Nintendo or the arcade, put your quarter on top of the arcade game so you've got next game. I hate watching yeah. people play games because I want to be playing games myself. Yeah. But I guess for some people. That just are like, I suck. I want to watch somebody good walk me through it. That's a good enough experience. Sure. Well, thinking sure. back, remember when Dragon's Lair came out? If someone was really good at Dragon's Lair, I would absolutely just sit there and watch them play Dragon's Lair because I wanted to see all the, the different stuff. Not I me. I want all the action. All for myself. There you go. Dragon's Lair was always like, was a buck a game? Trying to play a cartoon and dying all the time. It was terrible. Uh, Nyla's boring. Five dollars super what? chat. Just yeah, that's that's taking a stand. Like I'm just literally gonna take make my username be uh, the, a wrestler I don't like. I think well, now that I don't like, I just think they're boring. Uh, but uh, that does not necessarily reflect the uh, views of the Wrestling Inc. panel. I'm just reading the name. Uh, who just wants to thank this group tonight? Was going through a massive depression attack a few months ago. First time I laughed was listening to you guys. Um, but very thank flattering. You. Thank you so much. Thank you very Happy much. Happy to help out. Absolutely. Um, I'm always just humbled and astounded at how much this podcast means to people. So, uh, Michael Slazar's $2 wants to say impact has a solid women's division, lots of talent. I'm here's what I'm thinking. If raw underground takes off and raw underground goes to an hour, I'm just not going to watch that hour. And during that time I'll watch AEW dark and being the elite and impact. Okay. I'm with you. Yeah. That's how I'll spend my time. Um, so NXT tonight, this started off hot. Rhea Ripley versus Dakota Kai in a number one contenders oh. match. <sighs> this was brutal. This was intense. And what in the hell is up with Rhea Ripley? Why can't she get a win? <laughs> what did she what do happened? Wrong? Exactly. What did she do wrong that they still put her out on TV and let her continue like lose? Like what like she was in a WrestleMania featured match five months ago. I don't get it. It's the minute they put her in that pre-tape going into WrestleMania, looking wide-eyed around at the stadium, from that moment on, that's when this all happened to her, and I don't get why. I mean, I don't agree with the booking. I thought this was a fantastic match, and even though the Dark Order versus the Elite match in FTR got hot towards the end, I thought this was a very, very good good I thought this NXT is smart opening it with the women because this, for the people that do care about that, this is NXT leaning into its strong suit. And uh, I, I, these I think particular it's be women, they could have just thrown any women out there again. It, let's not take away from how damn over these two talents over well, how good their that, characters are. Well, because I'll give you an, exa- I'll give you an example. Okay. And she's, uh, um, um, oh, come on. 
There I go again, brain farting on names again. I was going to say, here's how no, stacked it is in the division. Th yeah. they, they are stacked, but I'm going to give an example of one that I don't think would have taken my attention okay. as much off of the AEW screen as tonight's did. Okay. Um, um, come on, the girl that used to uh, go on, that used to be in like Joey Ryan's gimmick. What was her name? Come oh. on. She's married oh, to. Uh, yes, her versus. Um, God. Forget it. I am the worst. I shouldn't okay. be having a job. I should be fired from this podcast. Your one job is to talk about professional wrestlers, and I can never remember their names. What is happening here, folks? I'm getting old. That's what's happening. You got uh, yeah, Mia Yim. Uh, Hang on. Mia Yim versus Candice LeRae would not have had, and I, I'm friends with me. I hate saying this, but that would not have had my attention and stole it away from AEW tonight like this opener did. There is a difference with the women on that roster and their development of their characters. At least for me as been watching, it does. But if that's you can't the just worst match. Frame. Yeah. Oh, it's, I, 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 yes, it's incredibly stacked division. I'm not saying it's not. What I'm saying is you got to give these two women that open up the show their props, not just because they're women. you got to give them the props because guy, girl, robot, dog, cat, I don't give a crap what they are. These characters are some of the most definitive characters in all of Wednesday night's wrestling, mm -hmm. period. No, and that's that's the point. I'm saying if you wanted to say <clears throat> make the worst matchup you can with the NXT women's roster, and you're saying Candice LeRae versus Mia Yim, now you want to say make the worst matchup you can Touché. with uh with Guys. the NXT men's roster, like Oni Lorcan yeah. versus Cameron Grimes. That's yeah. one off the top yeah, of my head. It. Uh watch it. Shane Thorne versus there's zillions uh, of them. Yeah, like there's zillions of them. My point was, Bain, I want yeah. to, I want to specifically give these two women the props. Is what I'm saying. Oh no, and they saying, were great. Oh, you know, oh, they opened up with women, which was smart. No, they were smart for opening up with two of the best wrestlers they have on that roster with definitive characters. I think my top ten performers in NXT. I'm just going to guess that probably at least six of them are are. Oh, for sure. Because yeah. they're more, def they're generally more defined. They look yeah. different, um, and they wrestle different, even. Mm -hmm. I think. And this was great. Uh, Leonza Duncan, two dollars, saying Rhea will be fine. Charlotte lost so much in 2017. It's weird that yeah. we. Yeah. 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 I, I, let, let me get this one real quick. No, I don't agree. I normally do agree with Leonza, but. No, because Charlotte was always Charlotte Flair. We always knew she was going to be taken care of, no matter what. Um, with Rhea, she's tall, she's jacked, she's athletic, she's she's everything in the ring you want. I don't, I'm, I don't feel confident that we'll get her back. I don't. Yeah, I agree. Annoying. Um, and now having uh, that promo with Robert Stone saying the Robert Stone brand's not done with oh. her. It's like, oh, please be done with her, Robert. Leave her alone. Don't get any stank <laughs> on her. Leave Rio alone. Uh, but Dakota Kai picking up a win here, and then after uh, Mercedes Martinez dropping Rhea after the match. Man. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I did like that. Because Mercedes Martinez is another one that we're going to be loving in about another month or two, I think. Mercedes Martinez versus Rhea, like in a street fight match or Extreme Rules, or like that could just be brutal cage match. I mean, they could do so much with that. But what worries me is that like they're on a push of of Mercedes. I feel like it's another loss for Rhea. Yeah, 
I do see it coming. I hate saying that. But what do you do? Like, I don't know. I don't know what she did wrong. I don't. Yeah. Her media match was good. She did a good job. I don't get what. She, I don't know. Steve Marcuccioli, 499, saying Killer Cross undefeated versus Brock would be money. Why not first Ooh. hour for all, all women? Yeah. Yeah. I'd be down with uh, both of that. Philip Jones, interested counterpoint is okay. saying uh, if Rhea won every match, the fans would complain that she's getting shoved down our throats. That felt, She felt very organic. Her she was sense. organic. We yeah. were all, everybody, even fans included, were pissed when it looked like she was like constantly chasing Charlotte around saying, won't you challenge me for my NFC championship? <laughs> Versus the opposite. They screwed up. Charlotte should have been chasing her, showing up on her show from day one and saying, I'm using this on the NXT champion. She's the best female wrestler in the business right now. I got to prove myself versus her and then lose. And I I absolutely agree with that, Matt. You know, I know we talked about it five months ago that it should have been, yeah, she should have been challenging Rhea. And I I have to believe that's a Vince thing of saying, ha ha, she would never go and challenge the NXT champion. You know, that's, that's my belief. Yeah. Because you know why, right? Inferior. Because <laughs> NXT's yeah. down here at Raw. It's no, 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 no. I'm just joking. It's eleven six. It's eleven sixteen, Morgan. I don't have time to fight with you over this. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bronson Reed versus Shane Thorne. I'm a fan of Bronson Reed now. I've decided. I, I am too. This dude, Bronson really? Reed. This dude. Uh, what? Pay pay closer attention if you have not yet to this dude's repertoire on the ring. <laughs> He does so many different things. Obviously, what he can do for his size. My only, my biggest uh, critique of him would be, right. like, great in the ring, great look, great size. I, 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 like, I'm not sure who he is yet. Like, he's Bronson Reed. He's got a skull on a singlet. Like, I, I like, give me, give me a little bit more. Figure out who you are. Like, we need a, a little bit more definition of who he is. And they, they have done some profiles on him in the past, which was a good attempt. But I, I, I still need balled in on who Bronson Reed is. If, if he and they can figure that out. I think this guy, for his size and what he's able to do in the ring, I think there's a lot of potential, and I love watching his. He, you can tell this guy is somebody who studies a lot of different wrestling from the past because he does a lot of different things from different eras and different territories, and he blends them into one. And again, for him being a 300 plus pounder who does what he does, like he can't. The finish was off a top rope. I mean, yeah, that's pretty he, big. He's like a legit version of uh, Bull Dempsey, but one that you actually like think he's got like the he's got all the charm, but actual some more athletic ability. And uh, legitimacy to it. I thought yeah. the promo they did, the vignette they did on him was great. Um, I'm looking forward to him being in that ladder match for the NXT North American Championship. Uh, Tammy pointing out Rhea was fine pre Charlotte. Charlotte's NXT stint helped nobody, not even the ratings. And that uh, Tammy, that's a great point. And and I I had heard from people at WWE that that's the reason she didn't stay with her NXT stint longer is because she did not move the needle the way they thought that she might. But Sasha popped a rating when her and Bailey showed up. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, Matt Morgan's holding up a finger. Uh, She did once. She did once. One time. Okay. So, poor Fandango kidnapped by Legato del Fantasma stuffed in a trunk. Eh, He was put in a Suburban. He was put in the backseat of a Suburban. Or the 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 hatch of a Suburban. Yeah, the hatch of a Suburban. NXT has the worst parking lot security. Ever all these things seriously? I mean, it's like 
you'd think by now they'd hire somebody. Um, so we got a triple threat qualifier for the North American title ladder match at takeover Damian priest versus Rich Holland versus Oni Lorcan. Gee, I wonder which one of these guys uh, went over the right guy Lorcan for sure. And Matt, when I think of his name, sometimes I end up wanting to call him like Loney Orkin. Like that's how terrible his name is. I can't even remember it correctly. Um, the right guy won here. My world. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, Damien Priest, and we'll talk about this later, but that when they showed him in the parking lot, that his little interview he did before uh, being confronted by Bronson Reed did more for me to make me believe in Damien Priest than all the vignettes. Yeah, like he's good in the ring, but listening to that guy talk, and this is a weird kind of way to put it, he sounds like a a, a cooler version. He actually sounds like how they they think Roman Reigns sounded. Like Roman always didn't have that natural swagger. It seemed it felt a little forced, but Damian just had it. He seemed so natural and cool talking uh, yeah. to the camera. I agree. And a quick true story. I got to work with him prior to his time in NXT when he was Punishment Martinez. Hmm. Um, great and name. yes, and his his like his his favorite wrestler was The Undertaker. That's always been his inspiration. Some of his character at the time and, and ROH was very kind of dark, uh, devilish kind of stuff. And I got to work with him for a little bit. And I remember saying to him, I was like, you know, I, I know that that's kind of like your that that's that's who you look up to, and that's kind of what you want to go after. I said, but you got way more charisma to, 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 to talk more and do things that would not be undertaker and dark side esque. And so every time I see things like you just said, Glenn, like that, that parking lot, like I'm, I smile because yeah, I, a little bit of me just feels good. Cause I'm like, I, I could tell this, this dude's, you know, this dude's got way more than just having to be a dark character who, who works the typical and traditional big man. This, this guy has a, a, a charismatic, Girls want to be with him. Guys want to be him, type of thing. If they could transplant his personality to Ricochet, Ricochet would be the biggest thing in all of wrestling with that move yeah. set and Damian Priest's personality. Yeah, I think uh, he's cooler in person than his character, even is the way he came across there. Um, but he rightfully won this match. He's going to be in that NXT ladder match for the North American Championship. This was a good match. We just it was clear that he was winning. Um, so Keith Lee versus Cameron Grimes. It was not grime time tonight. Uh, Keith Lee won. Yeah. Pretty easily. <laughs> the important thing was the chilling uh, carrying cross video afterwards. That was yes. that was like that was like hair stand up on your arms kind of stuff. So carrying cross. Are... I'm sorry, man. Go ahead, say what happened. Sorry. Oh, he carrying uh, cross was backstage. Uh, laid out a bunch of superstars. Did the TikTok. It was good. I like how they're building this, but I don't see how Keith Lee retains the the title here i mean this just like cross comes well, across as such a credible threat he does somehow this has to be a dq a double count out it has to be something there's no way Karen cross could just get pinned yeah so uh, unless, I, unless I, I don't know unless they're gonna I, take the title off lee and he goes to raw or smackdown which still works Karen cross is one of the best things in wrestling right now too mm-hmm. yeah his character is just so cool um, and Very so cool. so well built up at this point. It is. So there's going to be a second chance qualifier for a spot at a takeover for the NXT North American title ladder match. 
Gargano and Finn Balor uh, are going to be a part of that. And some of the other people who didn't win the triple threats, it's a little weird kind of booking. Like they lost the triple threats. Now they get one-on-one opportunities. Well, because Loomis is, Dexter Loomis has been pulled from it from because of that's injury. right. Um, so Phantasma in the ring, cutting a promo, um, brought Fandango in the ring and, uh, Tyler Breeze rushed the ring and got beat down. Um, Swerve Scott got addressed and, uh, yeah, they were, uh, Legado del Phantasma was standing tall over Brazongo. Um, surprised Drake Maverick didn't make an appearance here. Hmm. Uh, I didn't care about this segment at all. Yeah, that's why it felt kind of just not not super important nope. for whatever reason. Um, so we have the Damian Priest uh, parking lot segment talking to uh, Bronson Reed. They're going to have a one-on-one match next week. I think that's going to be great. I think these guys uh, have it a ton be. of potential. Uh, then we had Tegan Knox versus Indy Hartwell tonight. And uh, Tegan Knox picking up a pretty easy win, but this was good. Move fast. She should. She should have. This was a good win for Tegan Knox. She's another one. Yeah, I'd say my top five. You know, she's awesome. Yeah. So this was a very good, believable, and needed win for her. Yep. Absolutely. Then we had uh, the main event NXT Tag Team Titles up uh, with Imperium defending against the Undisputed Era. Now this was really for Pat McAfee and Michael Cole, uh, Pat McAfee on commentary. Adam all throughout Cole. Adam Cole. So this is why unique names, unique <laughs> names when I'm in charge. Um, so uh, they were showing recaps throughout the night about their confrontation on Pat McAfee's radio show and uh, McAfee calling Adam Cole as uh, looking like an angry little elf. Um, they ended up getting into it, distracting Undisputed Era, Imperium retained after. It's funny, uh, Triple H and the crew out there breaking up this fight. But uh, Pat McAfee, like, uh, doing doing his move, doing the, the field goal kick right in Adam Cole's face. The punt. Uh, the punt. Wasn't it? Well. He's yes. a punter. What, uh, was, I thought it was just a kicker. But no, he's a punter in the NFL. Specifically punting. They have different people for punting and field goals. Yes. Yes. I learn something new every day. You know how much football I watch? I watch the Super Bowl for the commercials once. There's, totally di- there's, 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 there's a totally different art form and 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 of kick yeah. between being a punter and being a being a place kicker. Now, punter, much different meaning in the UK. We won't get into that. Um, but uh, <laughs> with uh, this tonight, I mean, they're really setting it up. Um, I thought this looked good, and that did make me a little excited about to see what Pat McAfee can do. Uh, with his move set in yeah. a one-on-one match versus Adam Cole. Me, me, me too. I like when you blur that line, and they try to blur the line tonight. I thought that was cool. Yep, I agree. This was this was a good this was a good this was a very good ending. The, the tag team match, unfortunately, didn't care much about it. Imperium just uh, they have no spark behind no. them. They don't have Walter, and Walter's nope. uh, stuck overseas. But yeah, this was all about building Pat and, and, and Cole, and they they did it well. Yep, I agree with everything you just said. Spot on. All right, Glenn. Can I talk about Marty Jannetty now? Can I talk no, about the wait. craziest story? Yes, oh, come on. we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Josh Cardenas, Buck99 says, think Ridge Holland got something. Justin Lopez, $5, saying I was impressed with Ridge Holland. That dude has some potential. I want to go back and uh, rewatch that to see what everyone sees in Ridge Holland. Z Rivera, $5, saying money feud fiend cross. The promos mind games between these two alone will be epic. Who takes the W? Um, I think cross, cross. But it's probably a couple of years away. Sure. Okay, 
Let's talk about the most out of nowhere, craziest story that happened in the world of professional wrestling. Matt, you haven't heard this, have you? No. I'm not going to repeat the word for word language because it's very offensive. Uh, you can read it word for word on WrestlingInc.com. But here it is. Marty Janetti posted on Facebook. Now, he's been known to post on his personal Facebook before, and he's posted some controversial stuff, but nothing pales in comparison to this. Marty Janetti basically alluded and admitted that in 1973, when he was 13 years old, he killed a man. That's the headline. Here we go. Marty Janetti. Yes. Yes. Sorry, yes. guys. Marty Janetti posted on his personal Facebook this morning a picture of his of his girlfriend. Basically, they've had some kind of breakup and that she's hurt him. And so he was trying to make a post. And again, you can read it all verbatim on Wrestling Inc. He's making a post saying, and her name's Winnie. Winnie, I, I said at age 13, I would never let anybody hurt me again. And he then tells a story about how he was uh, work, hanging out at a bowling alley and he went to go buy weed from somebody who he uses a homosexual derogatory term. And that homosexual, uh, according to Marty, drags him around back. And, and Marty says, you know what he was going to try to do with me. And Marty, ma- Marty says, this was the first time I made a man disappear. Not the only time, the first time I made a man disappear. He said the police weren't smart enough to check the Chattahoochee River. Now, people have since done some research. Marty grew up in Columbus, Georgia. There was a, a bowling alley by the name of the bowling alley he labeled. And the Chattahoochee River runs right through the county in which Marty is referencing. He says he was 13, okay. which he was, he was born in 1960, which would have put him in 1973. Since Marty has done this, he was trending on Twitter all day. I woke up, saw him trending. I thought he had died. Natural thing to think when you see a random old wrestler trending. Yes. Yes. It was trending because people grab screen grabs of this. Marty has since deleted the Facebook post, but TMZ... And every other media outlet have picked it up. TMZ is reporting, and again, you can read more about this on Wrestling Inc. TMZ is reported they have talked to police in Georgia. They have caught wind of this, and they said, oh, yes, we will be looking into this. So the, na- the next natural thing for all you super sleuths is to find out in 1973 if anybody in this general area of, of, of Georgia that he's talking about went missing and disappeared because he's claiming that he made this man disappear, and that was the first man he made can, disappear. Can I, just, can I just intervene and ask one question? Yes. Sure. There's a lot of tough guys out there that talk out of their you-know-what. Is there any chance this guy was just talking crazy? A lot of detail for talking crazy. A lot of detail for 1973 talking crazy. I just got to throw – okay, I got to throw it out there. Okay. I mean, I mean – He could be. He could have he, he been, F, he could've been F'd up. Logic, that's what I'm saying. What's the logic in literal? oh, my God. It's it's weird language that he used because I agree with you, Matt. That people are like, oh, I you know, mess with me. Also, I showed him what happened, but made somebody yes. disappear. Like, and here's the other weird so thing. So here's about my it. next question: Can a 13 year old really do that? Um, I mean, in theory, I don't know. There wasn't there like a Law and Order episode where like a young where child, 13 year old, somebody up. Well, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to get into the specifics of what his methodology was. I mean, here's, he could have poisoned him for all we know. Here's the other weird Gosh. thing. Marty was trying Marty was trying to make a post to vent about how he was upset that his girl is leaving him and somehow he tied it into telling on himself uh, for, for 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 again the language speaks that he killed somebody and he's trying to say I, I, at that moment I said I'll never let somebody hurt me again and Winnie you've hurt me and then he was like screw you Winnie and then if you look at the screen grabs somebody commented and was like basically kind of checking on Marty like and like oh Marty that's really sucks and he says you know, yeah, it was, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. Yeah, it sucks about the girl, but if you're talking about the other thing, yeah, I have satisfaction in knowing that that bitch ass N word will never hurt another boy again. 
Bas- so basically saying this guy was a sexual predator, or that's what he's saying, and that he made this person disappear. Like, oh my god! I mean, okay, so I can't. Oh we can't make this up. Time out, just to be clear about one thing: what Marty's talking about is like horrendous, terrible, and if he's guilty of that, he should be punished to the full extent of the law. We are not laughing or reacting at what it is. If, if, he, if this is true, he did a terrible, terrible thing. Uh, I think our dismay and laughter at this is like, who in their right freaking minds would think, I know what I'm going to go on Facebook today and talk about and Who's, post this? Who, first of all, who the hell was laughing? No, no, I'm saying my, my, my like disbelief at this because the story is crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not saying I don't think like, anybody people... nobody no stop even saying that because there's nobody the three of us laughing about it. We're sitting there in disbelief. Are you guys sharing a story that I would not in a million years have guessed when you said, Hey Matt, did you hear what happened today? Would this be on my top one hundred guesses? If I do laugh, I'm laughing at the absolute unbelievable yeah, the absurdity. Absur- absurdity. And, exactly. And that I, that's the thing. So I'm just saying, like if people look at my reactions here, this is like this is someone who needs help i think regardless and is good the authorities are getting involved in this yeah you just sit back and you wait for it to be investigated and see where it goes yeah mm-hmm. what else have we got in the news we can't go out on this note just uh one other story real quick yeah we'll, uh we'll go on a positive note for WWE brawl obviously raw controversial with its raw underground with its building of this new stable potentially uh it did and move the needle a little bit did move it the did. needle they did they did go up um to be fair, they didn't have many. There wasn't much direction to go other than up, <laughs> compared to what last week was. Uh, but they drew an average of one point seven one five million. That's up six percent. Uh, they did see an increase from hour one to hour two. Hour one was one point seven million. Hour two did one point eight. Perhaps the bigger note, though, uh, or not bigger, but something you know, since we've been talking so much on the Wednesday Night Wars about that eighteen to forty nine demo, and that's something of note. Raw saw a significant surge overall their 18 to 49 demo was better than it's been it's, it's this is the best it's been since uh, uh june i don't have all the quarter hour breakdowns you can get it all in wrestling inc so for the sake of brevity i'll just say this if the surges of times when they did the raw underground and they did some of the things in the second and third hour there was massive increases in the 18 to 49 demo massive increases in the female viewership again this all according to the the, the stats so whatever they did did uh, it, it, it did grab some attention from younger viewers. Um, so next Monday is probably going to be more of the same because they taped both this past Monday and next Monday's already. So what I'll be watching for is not next Monday, but the following Monday, because that's when they're going to shoot a new episode where they're going to react to these numbers they're seeing. So that's where we might see them double down even more, or they might pull back. We'll have to wait and see. But nonetheless, uh, they, 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 they've grabbed some some attention. That's what I got. Raw Underground, it's the future. Not, no, I'm not crazy. Nice. Dri- yeah. it, it is the drizzling shit, and I hate yeah. it. Yeah. I, it, won't, it, I, it, it won't be around September. by September. It's gone. Yes. Uh, and uh, so Hanzo Smith saying, what WTF kind of name for a group is Retribution? I think it's former talents that are uh, coming back and doing the sabotage. I mean, with a name like that, right? I mean... They have Molotov cocktails, man. <laughs> so lame. <laughs> like, the way they built this up, like, I really want to know what Vince's, like, big climax pop for this was supposed to be. Like, when he wrote this, or it was part of the team that wrote it, right? They ran it by him. He's like, yeah, we're going to end everything 
with Molotov cocktails. Like, come on. Next so, week. So lame. Like, I was embarrassed to be a wrestling fan during that. I'm just going to be honest. They're going to come and occupy the performance center next week. Start taking hostages. <laughs> oh, golly. This is so lame. We'll see what happens. Uh, Leon's Duncan, $2, saying Raw did beat the Lakers just like my Clippers will. So, uh, so NBA, all-time lowest ratings ever, from my understanding. Crazy. Really? Well, I don't know. I, watch the Lakers. I try to watch some of the Lakers tonight, peeping in and out. Yeah. Try to watch the Lakers in addition to two wrestling shows. That's commitment. Dude, LeBron was on. I had to watch it. Well, there you go. So, Friday Night SmackDown, we're going to be back here. Oh, how will SmackDown react to the Raw Underground? Who knows? Uh, we're going to find out more about Ray, The Fiend, and Alexa Bliss. Dustin E. Glastly, uh, $5. Matt, top 10 hip-hop artists, dead or alive? Oh, yikes. <laughs> oh, my God, yikes. Um, Biggie's my favorite of all time. Okay. Nas is what? Nas is top three. Who's my Nas might be number two actually for me. Jay Z three. Oh boy, this is tough. It's gonna take a lot of time. Um, <laughs> um where do you stand oh on Redman? Ooh, Redman under Redman. Redman with well, time for some action was awesome, but um, uh, Redman with Method Man. Can I put them together? They'd be top ten for sure, sure for me. Sure. Wu-Tang, Raekwon, Raekwon the Chef, those are my favorite tapes ever. So Raekwon, honestly, guy would be my top oh. eight. Lots of Wu-Tang, I love Wu-Tang. Um, KRS-One is definitely top ten. Um, I, don't, I think that's it. Uh, Matt's truck is being invaded. By. I think it was a moth that just flew by. Did you see that? Did you see I it? saw that. Yeah. Oh. There you go. So on that note, we'll be back here on uh, Friday night. Until then, everybody take care, and we'll see you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.